January 31st, 1927. National League president, and I hope I say this right, John Heidler, rules that Rogers Hansby cannot continue to both hold stock in the St. Louis Cardinals and play for the New York Giants at the same time. Seemingly obvious, the Cards board of directors meet in St. Louis, they hold a vote, and they give him a 10% dividend. So Hornsby is able to collect $2,916 for his 1,167 shares. And in 2023, those shares would be worth a lot more money. So when you think about Hornsby, and normally I don't do as much talking as I'm going to do right now, but I'm just going to talk about his streak from uh, 1921 to 1925. This was over a five-year period, and you might hear this reference sometimes, but he's not one of these players that a lot of people seem to talk about a lot, but this was his average over five seasons. 402, 120 RBIs, 123 runs scored, 216 hits, 41 doubles, 13 triples, and 29 home runs. Those numbers are brought down a little bit because in 1923, he only played 107 games. Now, he also won two triple crowns over those five years. He hits over 300 three times, and, you know, he came real close um, to doing it four times. He peaked at 424, the highest average in the past 100 years. Nobody could rain base hits all over the ballpark like Hornsby. And to stay that hot for five straight years is unbelievable. So I just want to give you a few highlights for his years. So in 1921, he had three hits or more in 33 games, including five times in six games in July. In August, the month of August, he has 49 hits. And on September 25th, he raises his bat and average to 404. He slumped a little bit at the end. He went 5 for 22 the rest of the way, going hitless in his final two games, and that dropped him to 397. Now, like I said, that's how close he came to hitting 400 four times in five years. Now, 22 was his best year. Uh, he wins a triple crown. He hits 401, 42 home runs. He was a second baseman in 1922 and hit 42 home runs with 152 RBIs. Late in the season, he put together a 33-game hitting streak where he batted 466 with 68 hits. He had multiple hits in 22 of the 33 games. And like Ted Williams in 1941, he was technically hitting 400 going into the last day of the season uh, with an average of 399.67. But like Williams, he protected protect his average, and he banged out three singles to finish at 401. You know, it's an interesting thing. Everyone talks about Ted's 400 um, in 1941. I guess it's because it's the last one. But, no, that's a pretty remarkable thing that Hornsby did as well. Uh, in 23, uh, he missed several weeks earlier in the season, but he comes back strong in July. He hits 488 with the mind-boggling 61 hits, which includes a stretch of 13 straight multi-hit games when he went 33 for 56, hitting 589. Uh, he was hobbled by injuries in September. He saw his average drop from 396 to 384 before missing the final 19 games. I would say if he was not injured in 23, um, he probably would have hit over 400 as well. And God knows what the uh, five-year average would look like. Um, in 24, uh, Hornsby started super fast, hitting 429 in April. He dipped below 400 only br briefly in June, and he got hit in hot in July, including a 5-3 five, five, hit games in one week. That was nothing compared to what he would do from August 20th through the 26th, arguably the best week any hitter has ever had. 
His Cardinals played three double hitters that week, so he played 10 games. Starting with back-to-back twin bills against the Phillies on August 20th, he went 6-for-7 with three doubles. The next day, facing the Giants, he goes 7-for-7, giving him 13 hits in two days. The week ended with a 4-for-4 performance, three doubles, and a home run against Hall of Fame pitcher Burley Grimes of the Dodgers. By the way, I'm just going to throw this out there if you haven't heard it. I've got uh, some great audio for Burley Grimes, uh, and I'll include that link in my um, in the show notes. But can you imagine someone getting 27 hits in a week? I mean, some guys, they don't do that in a month, right? But that's what Hornsby did. He went 27 for 39. He hit 692, eight doubles, one triple, and six home runs. He scores 16 runs, and he drives in 12. He has a slugging percentage of 1.410. That sounds more like some bopper in a slow-pitch softball league. Matter of fact, I'm not even, I played slow-pitch softball, and I don't even know if guys did that. But uh, no, it was Hornsby at his best, and he got six hits the next two days, but that was another week. But for the month of August, he was 54 for 106 with a 509 average for the month. Amazing. Uh, in 25, the hits kept, kept on coming from the Raja as he ran away with the second triple crown, hitting 403 with 39 home runs and 143 RBIs. A cold July when he missed a week and hit only 326 um, forced, forced him to finish fast to surpass 400 again. So on September 15th, his average stood around 389. Um, it's tough to gain points out late in the season, but it was not a problem for Hornsby as he got 18 hits in his final 29 at-bats before a September 27th doubleheader when he was hitting 399. He goes, he went two for five in the opener and to stay at that mark, and then a single, a triple, and a home run and a walk in the nightcap. So you think about that at the end of the season and, and really crossing over that 400 mark. Unfortunately, he did miss the final four games because uh, he fouled a, f- fouled a ball off of his foot in batting practice, split open a to- toenail, and it did um, force him to miss the final number of those games. But an amazing run, a run that uh, you'll never see anything like that again, and it's just incredible to think of how good he was. So I'm going to bring you an interview um, with Hornsby on Tops in Sports. Uh, It's a really cool interview. Folks, before we jump into today's highlights, I just have to ask you, do you want to put 50 years of baseball history in your pocket. I know what you're thinking. It's not going to fit, but it really will because it's all in audio format. These are lost pieces of baseball history told to you from baseball cathedrals. They're they're told to you by icons of the game from Red Barber, Ernie Howell to Harry Carey. I get goosebumps personally listening to these games and even thinking about the interviews and what these players are going to share with me. I know what you're thinking. Is this AI? Are there bots? Is there some magic potion here that are making these things appear? And I'm telling you, they're not. These games are real. They were done by real people at that specific moment in time. All the iconic moments, the interviews, none of it's reproduced. None of it's AI. It's all real, but done again by real people. If you want to check them out, uh, there's a free intro offer. Jump on over to VintageBaseballReflections.com and there's over 2,500 audio clips and games for you to put in your pocket, take on walks with you, hang around the fireplace and listen, put them on the porch, invite some friends over. However you want to listen, you're going to be able to listen 
in these amazing moments in baseball history. Use this coupon this day for a special gift at the checkout. Talks about how he struggled in the beginning of his career, um, and he really learned how to hit. I hope you enjoy it. When I came up back in 1915 as a shortstop, I was the worst hitter ever came up to the big league. That was the clear and sometimes controversial voice of Rogers Hornsby. And this is Tops and Sports, a production of the United States Air Force. This is Kyle Rowe. Today we're privileged to speak with Rogers Hornsby.